0: Thank you for joining us. We are your hosts, Max and Chalupa and David Tooney, We welcome you to this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell stories and learn from listening. Anna McLean, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here, honestly. <laughs> good, good.
0: It's, uh, you're not, there's no nerves. No, oh,
1: uh-huh. not even a little bit.
0: Excellent, great. Um, so, Anna, I've been thinking about... Um, our longevity together yeah, and I think oh. we've worked I can't quite say more than any student but equally as long as any yeah. as any student there were a couple actually worked on the beginnings of the share chair podcast mm-hmm. that I'd been with for like three four years and I feel the same way I had you in class as a freshman yep. okay? and then already sophomore year you started working on uh uh, on the laker anchor which i want to talk about Mm -hmm. and now a senior and like ready to well i don't know how ready are you
1: very (laughs) ready to (laughs) get out of here uh
0: (laughs) ready to graduate and it's amazing it's been a real pleasure to see you you. grow Mm -hmm. so um could you just start by telling us some things about yourself like what makes you you what motivates you and
1: yeah so i don't know um I mean, I'm a senior this year, and I feel like I have really big ambition mm. for someone my age. I've been told, you know, uh, my boots are too big for my feet, if that's the saying. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I've always – well, actually, I, if we're going to talk about the Laker Anchor, I, when I joined publication class my yeah. sophomore year, I was dead set on doing photography Okay. because I was really into it at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, like this is – what I want to do and then I don't remember exactly how it happened but I think you pulled me aside or you were like oh I think I kind of want you to be working on the paper because that had just been handed over to you right yeah yeah
0: we Mm -hmm. yeah uh uh-huh so yeah just a couple years back we tied in when I took over the yearbook I was like hey well maybe this is an opportunity to to tie Mm -hmm. in our other publications Mm -hmm. that we do the podcast and Um, In the Laker anchor as well. So that's right. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened. And I I've always valued ambition Like Mm -hmm. I really want if a person's ambitious, I would like to give them a pedestal on which Mm -hmm. to uh, or let's see a pedestal I want to give them a a cannon Out of which to shoot. Yeah
1: So I was actually I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first Because you know, I was so dead set on photography and then I started working with Evian and
0: Um, Emily Emily yeah Yeah.
1: and we kind of got stuff rolling and I don't know how but I found myself in more of an editorial role and I just fell in love with it um which is funny because I don't even want to go into journalism right I'm going into medicine and but it's just like telling stories and things that are you know happening in our community things that are happening in the world is a really big part of my life and it like sharing stories and opinions in news is something that I've always been passionate about. So I just really found an outlet here to be able to be publishing and overviewing all of these people's amazing work is it's changed my life.
0: Yeah, that's cool. For
1: certain. And like even though I want to go into medicine, yeah. I fully intend on being a part of whatever school's newspaper or whatever school I go to's newspaper. Yeah,
0: good. I, so, so I don't know you as a science mm-hmm. student at all. Is your, but I know you in a publication mm-hmm. class and the passion you bring mm-hmm. to it. Do do you in fact have that same passion, or what yeah. draws you? What draws you to to medicine? The, is it the safety, security of the job, or is it no? It's no, some other thing. it's
1: um. Well, you know, there are pictures of me from when I was like five, six, and like you know, a white coat and a scrub cap <laughs> with a stethoscope, and like, I I can't explain it, but it's always just been this intrinsic, like, this is where I belong. It's mm-hmm. not about me so much as it is about who can I be helping. Mm-hmm. And I was actually talking to someone I'm really close with this summer, and I was like, you know. You know, when you go to med school, they ask you, why do you want to become a doctor? Like, what is even the good part about working in a hospital? And uh, he was like, it's the place where people get better. And that just really resonated with me. And I do a lot in the community regarding, you know, being a a pre-med student, too. Mm -hmm. Like, almost as much as I do in this class for publication. So it's very opposite sides of the spectrum you know publication medicine yeah that kind of joined together
0: yeah cool and then you have so i know that um you ha- do you have these big ambitions mm-hmm. but i think that the college search has stressed you out some too is that yes. right yeah yeah Do you, can you talk about that and like so so you you're gunning for some some sort of big school. Yeah. michigan yeah. northwestern yep. um and and if what other, what other ones are on? I mean, I could list off yeah. my
1: whole list, but my top three were Northwestern, Michigan and Notre Dame. Okay. And, um, you know, I've, I've always, uh, I don't know, I guess been put into like the quote unquote accelerated programs in school. And so my whole life I've kind of been uh, told and, you know, seen this narrative of like you can do big things you know, like you have the capability and my parents have always, you know, been really supportive of you can do whatever you want to do. And so, you know, after taking the ACT and taking all these AP classes, it kind of just started to click in my brain that maybe I really could. Yeah. And, um, the search for the perfect school, the perfect fit has been something that's, yeah, it's stressed me out Yeah. because I felt a lot of imposter syndrome yeah. <laughs> this past year yeah. um, because, you know, I, uh, I, had an, I had an undergraduate interview with North, Northwestern, and I thought it went really well, and that decision comes out on Friday, yeah. and so that's nerve-wracking, and then I uh, received a letter from the University of Michigan saying that if I were to be accepted, I would go for free.
0: Oh, okay, great. And, okay. um through what type of scholarship or what was it's called the Hale scholarship the high
1: academic involved leadership scholarship mrs Uh, wagner our school counselor or one of them got the letter and called me down to tell me and it's like this whole it's really a culmination of like everything to me but it's also like do i really deserve this have i really worked hard enough for this Mm -hmm. and i feel like i have and i haven't at the same time and it's just a lot of that kind of thing
0: yeah so let's i mean so if it goes well it's celebration mm-hmm. of course you feel the high mm-hmm. you ride the highs of those highs what? and but if it comes back that you don't get in like how low like yeah how do you do you worry about how low you'd go or like do you feel like you have a uh like do you have a, a what do i want to say a cap goes high but uh, like what would we say like, like a cap flow. to how low you could like go? a safety net like a safety net yeah. yeah maybe a safety net idea yeah. like cuz i always tell students like i, I love the i love feeling mm-hmm. things yeah. and i think you do too you love to yeah. feel <laughs> yeah. emotion like uh-huh. that's important that part of storytelling mm-hmm. i think and I love feeling the highs. They're great. But sometimes when you feel those highs, you have to feel the lows. So mm-hmm. I say build some kind of a safety net so you don't go in a right. hole. Do you have a good safety net? Would you say?
1: I think so. Yeah. You know, the past couple of months, I've had so much time to turn everything over in my head. And senior year has really enabled me to look back on everything that I've done. And in doing so, I've appreciated like what I've done not in a sense of who will I be but who I have been like and that kind of sets me up for like okay if I get rejected it doesn't disqualify I suppose you could say everything that I have done like it is not rejection especially you know for seniors is really scary i think and that's what i've been feeling in the school body the seniors recently and like oh how would i say it like it's just to me it's like yeah it's not a, a direct reflection of who you are and i think that's really something that i've tried to take to heart because if i hadn't you know looked back and appreciated how far i've come how much i've grown how much i've done then I wouldn't be able to handle someone telling me that, oh, what you've done isn't actually really enough for this specific school,
0: Yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. You know, you you credited a lot of high school for this, Mm -hmm. Um, and I only know you as a high school student. Like, you credited, uh, like, Miss Smith in the counseling, Mm -hmm. all the AP classes, Mm -hmm. some of the accelerated programs. But but did your educational curiosity start much younger? Did that or did it really, did it actually develop here in high school and like, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Well, I think my educational curiosity has always been teach me everything. I want to know as much as humanly possible. I just value having that, you know, rounded education, you know, learning about the world in which we live is really important to me, but more so than like, because that's always been really consistent. My my love for education, my want to be educated has always stayed really consistent, but like my character growth, I think, has been the biggest thing for me in high school. I am a completely different person than I was when I walked through those doors in 2019.
0: From what to what?
1: I wish I... Ooh, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, From a child to a young woman, you know, it's...
0: I feel a podcast title in the making right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um,
1: Realizing that it takes a community, I suppose. I Before I started high school, I was very in my own head. I was kind of in my own world, like, you know, as typical preteens are, you know, everything must be about me because I haven't started to realize that it takes, you know, a community to build you up and take you to that next step. And then in being a part of things like AP classes and publication and doing community service work, it's kind of led me to realize that, like, personal growth doesn't happen without everybody else. It can't be just yourself pushing you. Like, you can't just always rely on yourself. I think that's, like, the biggest thing. I don't know if that if that makes any sense.
0: Uh, it makes total sense. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've felt that uh, uh-huh. myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you because we, we want to I think there's a part of the population that wants to believe in a meritocracy. Just, if I work hard, I'm mm-hmm. going to get what I want. Not, mm-hmm. And I do think hard work is, like, foundational.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it requires, like, other people to open doors, opportunities, give give a chance. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, for you to, like, take advantage of that moment. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I totally get it. Yeah. Like, and have felt it in my yeah. own life, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, On the pretense of being, like quote-unquote a gifted individual, someone who's performing well on standardized tests or, you know, put in accelerated math in eighth grade, you're kind of set up to believe that only you can be um, responsible for your success. And what I've learned is that that is not true. You know, individualism is a huge thing in that sort of mindset, but I think the real lessons have come from those around me and like what their experiences and their interactions with me have taught me. So and I,
0: yeah, and then I'd, I and then I think that like we have to once we realize that then we are responsible mm-hmm. for then opening doors for others. Yes, exactly. Have you been able to do that? Do you feel like you've been able to walk through doors that have been opened for you and now open doors for others too?
1: I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that I have portrayed myself in a light to be a role model, and I would hope I've done that through the paper, most importantly, yeah. that the Laker anchor is my baby. Yeah. I will forever continue to say that. Um, and there are several young women who, that I love very near and dear to my heart that will be taking over the paper next year when I'm gone, and I hope that I have opened this door for them to be as passionate about it as I am and I have a younger brother and he asks me all the time oh Anna what did you do to get here how did you you know what classes did you take and I'm like yeah I did this and this and this but it's not just about that too you know like and so I'm hoping I open a door for him as well to be able to grow into the kind of person that I'm hoping I've become
0: yeah and so you went, let, let's be clear about something, because I I would hate you know I would hate for people to think like the Laker Anchor didn't exist. No, uh-uh. it existed yeah. in a paper format, mm-hmm. but you really have you really have taken um, control of a digital version mm-hmm. of it. So, mm-hmm. um, can you tell us about like owning it? That sort of yeah. that sort of feeling of like being my baby, right? You know, so, how does that? Develop over time, cause you, cause you're about to let the baby fly on its own, Uh of course. Uh (laughs) So, so can you talk about the transition of Mm -hmm. like developing something and the process of letting it go?
1: Right. So I should have been more specific about that. The Laker Anchor website is my baby, not the uh, paper in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but it's just when you when you find something that you're that passionate about it wasn't like a chore or some homework that I had to do every night. It was like, all right, like, let's do this. Like, and it seems sometimes that I'm the only person in the school who really cares about it. But, like, taking ownership of that to me looked like, being shameless in your promotion, putting it on my public social yeah. media, yeah. telling my friends, even though at the beginning they were like, "Who's ever gonna read the Laker Anchor?" I was like, "Me, yeah. Mr. Tooney, yeah. everyone Relax. in publication yeah, class." Exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> Put and them then, uh
1: huh. And then once we kind of got our structure down, yes, how we were gonna formulate articles, where we were gonna get that yes. from, what we wanted to cover on, the rest kind of fell into place, like. I think when I realized like this was going to be something that I could forever be proud of yeah. was when Adriana wrote the Spencer Cobb article. Yeah. Um because that just skyrocketed us like
0: Yeah. People did read when people, we write yeah. uh-huh. you know the right mm-hmm. piece people are looking. You know? And
1: then seeing the impact that we have had in the community,
0: yeah.
1: It's mind-blowing to me like never would I have ever thought that like I was creating something of significance in my town you know like and the article I just did on the school board election like that you know rippled through the community and it's really cool to see that culmination come to life and it's just gratifying to know that like the work that I've put into it has paid
0: off you know what what you just said though is the value of a a structure Mm -hmm. so I'm a firm believer that often the thing, whatever the, the creation isn't ready. There's no like ready to be put out. There's no perfection (laughs) to achieve before you get it out. Cause otherwise I think it just stays in an idea. So we worked with that idea that like, Hey, let's just get something out. Let's (laughs) create a, a website and go. But as you say, a structure has really helped get more content, yeah. more readers. So, can you kind of talk about that process of going from like, okay, we're going to put an idea out there. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, but we'll build it, we'll construct right. it. So, well, can you talk about the structure and like how yeah. that's been helpful?
1: So, what comes with pushing yourself that hard? And, you know, I tend to do this in every aspect of my life work, school. Play, you know, there's no equilibrium, I suppose. And once we started getting to be a bigger publication, more people were joining. We had more guest writers, more articles that had to filter through me. I came to you at the beginning of this year, right, and I said, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm kind of drowning. I can't do this by myself. That was the point where we created that really sound structure of having subsection articles, or subsection editors, I'm sorry, for each of the categories of articles that we are writing about. And since then, I feel like it's um, flowed really smoothly, I think, in my opinion, at least from the editorial side. Like, getting articles has been much easier it's you know we published the most amount of articles we ever have in a single publication this year yeah because of that system yeah because of accountability and finding those people who care about it as much as you do and it it takes a lot of the stress off of my plate yeah but it also you know fills me up too because it's like well these people care and are also willing to put in the time that i was you know
0: yeah that's right yeah once you well to go back to our metaphor open that door to Mm -hmm. others we find oh my gosh i'm not on this island loving this by myself (laughs) right yeah there are others Mm -hmm. who love it too we just need to Mm -hmm. give them the opportunity to love to lead Mm -hmm. um and and to write Mm -hmm. and to publish right you know and we're sitting here with maxim too who i know loves the has the value of story through um theater and well poetry and other things as well but you must to love publication you must love story Mm -hmm. like people's stories or the stories of the community i mean what's story meant to you over the years what do you think and you're you're oh my gosh you read maybe more than uh, you read a lot yeah yeah like you're just (laughs) eating books it's crazy um so you love stories why what's in it that you find where the value comes
1: again, I'm just going to go back to that idea of personal self-growth, you know, I was stuck in my own world, you know, as a middle schooler, and then when I entered high school, and I saw that big freaking library over there, I was like, wow, like, look at all of these stories, and the more I read, the more I realized was out there, the more I realized could shape me as a person I kind of realized like oh I'm not just living this experience on my own and so when I got the chance to start telling other people's stories other groups of people's stories I thought well can't everyone learn something from this you know can't everyone see what's what's a cool thing going on in the community who's someone inspirational that has a story to tell in the community and this is what you do on the podcast too and it's awesome and you know, even telling stories like uh, Girl Up Club is doing December right now. Right. Like, that might be right. a minuscule thing on the scale of the whole world, but it means so much to the group who it's impacting. And, yeah. like, being able to amplify those people's voices, it's just cool because you then learn something from it,
0: right? Yeah, so. of course. Maxim, am I forgetting a question, or is there anything you're wondering about that uh, you cover it very <laughs> well thanks I take that as a compliment I appreciate it well for me Anna um, I do want to ask kind of a, a little bit about what gets you so you, you've expressed a lot of excitement you've expressed a lot of joy and love of stories and, mm-hmm. and you, you are off to great things I think that there's no doubt um, of that you know but it's inevitable that hiccups pitfalls occur who do you turn to? How do you deal with that? Where do you go? Yeah, when that happens.
1: My mother. My mother is... And she's going to cry listening to this. My uh-huh. mother is by far the biggest inspiration in my life. She is the strongest woman I know. And, you know, from starting to walk to now, it's like she's always been by my side. She's always been that figure that's, you know, there for me. And... um She's there to celebrate the good things and, you know, rub my back when the bad stuff happens. And she's actually getting, she's a doctoral candidate at MSU right now cool. for her PhD in special education with probably a focus in statistics as well. And like seeing her, she was a teacher for 20 years before this, mind yeah. you, so it was a complete career change. Yeah. And she, it just, it comforts me seeing her succeed like that, yeah. because no matter how much I may stress myself out, especially right now about what my future may hold, I can look at her and say, it'll all be okay. Look at what she did.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's,
1: she's just an amazing person. And I learn something from her every day. And like my family in general is a huge source of inspiration, but her especially.
0: Yeah. I do love it when you can, ha- when you have a model so closely mm-hmm. in your life where you go, yeah, I'm 20 years into something, but I want it to be different. I want it mm-hmm. to look differently. I want it, you know, and, and then you get a model going like, oh, my life doesn't have to be, you know, one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be several, mm-hmm. several things, like doctor and novelist.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just throwing it out okay. there. <laughs> um Anna, are we forgetting anything? Are we, you know, missing uh, a piece of your your story of who you are that, that you'd like to share?
1: I mean, there's so much to who I am. You can't yeah. possibly cover it in yeah. 20 minutes. your friends, oh, my the friends. books, the books, the all travel you've
0: done. <laughs> what um, else? That inspirational media center specialist
1: mrs drager she's a huge inspiration in my life too oh my mrs drager is a driving force for me of course, um
0: for all, for us all for
1: us all for yeah i mean i can't see how anyone could look at mrs drager and not just absolutely love her and be inspired by her but i mean i would talk forever if you let me but i really think all the important stuff at least that pertains to you know this podcast, in yeah. Spring Lake, has yeah. kind of been covered. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What What's the ultimate? I mean, seriously, what's the dream? What's the dream? Is it being a doctor? Is it being a professor of medicine? Is it in research and development? Like, what is like, what is the the twenty year vision for you? I don't know this.
1: By yeah. The way. So, a doctor.
0: Okay. Um, practicing practicing doctor. Patients. Okay.
1: But another thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently, too, is all of the injustices in the medical system as well. It gets me so fired up just talking about it. But definitely, like, research in there, too. Like, how can we do better? How can we be better? How can we provide better? And you know what? Maybe if I'm even feeling crazy in 20 years, maybe I'll write a book.
0: There you go. (laughs) Sounds good.
1: The dream can be whatever it may be. For now, we'll see.
0: Awesome. Maxim, you've got a final question. I know you do. (laughs) So, Anna, if you've ever listened to any of our podcast episodes, you would know that by the end, we always ask every single person we interview that um, if you have one piece of advice you could give to anybody listening, what would it be?
1: Read. Read everything you can. Read anything you can. Read every genre of every type possible, read new authors, read old authors, read stuff you've never heard of and probably will never read again, but just read. Like, literally that is the way I have changed as a person, and Mrs. Drager will tell you the way I ripped through books like no other, and I would not be the person I am today without all of the knowledge I have gained from literature. So read and think about it and annotate books and scribble on them because there is so much to be learned from what people have already written down. So,
0: Sweet. Wonderful. Awesome. Thanks, Anna. It's just <laughs> been a pleasure to be your teacher for a few years and uh, I'll miss you when you're gone. Mm. So. Miss you too. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of the Share Chair Podcast. Follow us at Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Twitter at The Share Chair, and be sure to listen on our Spotify and SoundCloud or on our website, ShareSharePodcast.com. This has been the Share Podcast. Until next time.